Hallelujah! We trust, we wait, we hope in the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated for a moment this morning. I want to just say a great big thank you to all of um, the expressions of love that you have shown, my wife and I, to the children, the youth, uh, to each and every one of you. We are grateful for you. We appreciate you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you, and we're grateful for the body of Christ that God has called us to serve all these years. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome and introduce uh, Bishop Tom Arati, coming from Mombasa, Kenya. He is a friend of ours. We have met him through Barnabas Ministries many years ago. I've had the privilege of preaching and ministering at his church in the great country of Kenya. How many from Kenya here this morning? Would you just give us a wave? We've got a couple over there. Amen. Amen, Paul and Grace, Niagara. God bless you. Would you just welcome and receive the man of God this morning, Pastor Tom Arati. He's been... Amen, amen. We have had the privilege of hosting him these many days and uh, feeding him. He said we have fed him so well he's fed up. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Indeed, um, uh, they have fed me until I'm fed up. I can't wait for them to come to Mombasa so that I can revenge. I'm borrowing from the former president of, uh, of Uganda, Idamin. He didn't speak good English. So when he went to UK to, to visit the queen, and the queen uh, fed him so well, so he was giving a, an appreciation. Instead of saying, I really appreciate, he said, you have fed me until I'm fed up. <laughs> and when you come to my country, I will make sure I revenge. <laughs> and so when, when they come to Kenya, I am really going to make sure I revenge. I bring you greetings from my wife. I am married to one wife who is a female. <laughs> These days you never know, so it's important to, to clarify. And uh, we have two biological children. Um, the youngest one, our last born, is 28. He's the tallest. His name is David, and our firstborn is uh, Victoria, and um, is my son-in-law. And uh, since we we um, we know we raise our children, and we are so busy serving God, and so we had our children late, and our grandchildren also came late. And so since we were late, the Lord decided to give us a double portion. And so we have two grandchildren. And, and so this is our, um, our central church, uh, the headquarters of our ministry. 
is uh, in Mombasa, Kenya. And Mombasa is predominantly Islamic. But uh, we thank God that the Lord has continued to grow and to build his church. As the Bible says that he's building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We have over eight mosques surrounding our church. But the church is, is keeping on growing. And uh, about five years ago, we started a new church. We started a, a new church. Uh, right now we have, I am overseeing uh, six assemblies, six churches. And so five, five years ago, we started this particular one called Bamburi. And um, the church has grown to over 200 people within a very short time. And then COVID came. With all the World Health Organization uh, protocols, the, the, the place we were meeting could not, could not be able to accommodate the 200. When we used the 1.5 meter um, uh, square, uh, it would only be able to, to accommodate like 25 people. And we didn't know where to take the rest. And so the Lord gave us an idea that we need to buy land and build a new church. During COVID, you know, I want you to know that COVID did not affect the economy of God. And so during COVID, we uh, located a property which was about 500 acres. Very expensive. We didn't have money to buy. And it was owned by Muslims. But uh, we decided to form ourselves like a company and bought the property because we couldn't buy it in the name of the church. They could not sell it to us. So we formed a company that bought the land and we paid 10%. And then we told the owners, we will pay you 90% in 90 days, which we didn't have. So we took the property it was divided into small portions and sold it to people at a profit and paid the owner. And so right now, we have this uh, church sitting on one and a half acres of land which we did not buy. And the amount we spent to build this structure was from the sale of the property. Which means we sold their own property to to build the Lord a house. What I'm saying today is that we serve a miracle working God. During COVID, when, when people were closing churches, we were opening new churches. The Lord spoke to us that we should begin a new church in the capital city of Nairobi. And uh, this is the the church that was begun one and a half years ago in the capital city of Nairobi. Um, right now, we have about 100 people worshiping in that place, and we have more children than adults. I think we, right now we have over 120 children coming to church. So the Lord is building his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We also run a school. Uh, the school 
is for children who are coming from very poor families who cannot be able to afford uh, to attend a normal school. And so we build a school, a mission school, where the kids don't pay school fees. We raise money from friends to be able to keep the school running. We have about 350 children attending this school, and 50% of them are Muslims. Before we teach them the normal lessons, we teach them the word of God. And we are believing God that in the near future, they are going to transform their own society for God. And so this morning, I, I came to share with us on how to honor your pastor. How to honor your pastors. I, sorry, I did not have all the pictures. I tried to you know, get some uh, pictures online. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't know also all the, the other pastors who are, who are here. But I, I, uh, I got a few. The Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. The word of God says, The elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of a humble honorarium, of respect and humiliation, lead of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Especially those who work hard at, at preaching and teaching. During my pastoral um, time, I've been a pastor uh, for about 35 years. In my, in my over 35 years of pastoral ministry, I have been blessed to serve with leaders, with deacons and elders departmental committee members and individual believers who have honored me and my family as their spiritual cover. And I have found that, I don't know about you, pastor, but when people honor you, when people respond when you preach, when they appreciate your preaching, you preach better next Sunday. That is very true. When, uh, when the man of God, the woman of God is speaking the word of God and the people respond, they're just saying, amen, I agree. The pastor looks forward to next Sunday. So if you want a better preacher, you better respond when he speaks. I know here in America, people are more noisy outside the church than inside the church. When they come to church, they are very serious. I don't know why. The subject of honor has not received much attention in the Christian world. Very few people in the church seem to understand the importance of giving honor to their leaders. And yet I was talking to pastor, who is supposed to teach the Christians to honor the pastor? When the pastor is responsible for teaching and training, and yet if he begins to talk about you honor me, and yet he's, he's an interested party, you will begin to raise questions. And so I am here, I'm not your pastor. I am just going to share God's word. 
What is honor? Honor has several synonyms. It means esteem, respect, pay homage to, assigning value to. Actually, the Greek word translated honor, it means to prize, to fix a valuation upon. So by implication, it is to revere according to the strong concordance. So showing honor then means to treat respectably because we value them. It is, it is what God intended to exist in our local church. That there will be honor. That the church will honor those who minister. And also the pastor honor those he ministers to. It is honor up, honor down. Do you understand? It is honor up and honor down. It is not just the people to honor the pastor, but the pastor to honor the people. And so, honor up, honor down. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, chapter 1 and verse 6, A son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? Israel had, has, had dishonored God. In the Old Testament, when the Old Testament closes and we move to the New uh, uh, Testament, the, the theologians say that there was a, a period of silence of about 400 years between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew. And Malachi will say, you have dishonored me. If I am your father, a son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father, then where is the honor that is due to me? Because the people of Israel did not honor God, there was silence for 400 years. I don't know who I came to speak to, but I want you to know that when we don't honor authority, when we don't honor whether you are a, a son and you don't honor your biological father, and you are a, a daughter, you don't honor your biological mother, you don't honor those in authority at the place of work, God can be silent. You can be crying to God, asking God for breakthrough for your family, but God is silent. But I pray today that as we learn the importance of honor, that there will be no silence from heaven. That God will not be silent when you cry, when you call on his name. The Bible also says in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 12 and 13, according to the message paraphrase, it says, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of arching and guiding you along in your obedience. And then I like this, it says, overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Overwhelm them 
with appreciation. And I, I, I salute you this morning the way you have overwhelmed your pastors this morning on this Pastor's Appreciation Sunday. Can you give yourself a good clap? I just want to share a few points with you. Number one, we honor our pastors by supporting them. How do you honor your pastor? Number one, you honor them by supporting them. Again, 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17 to 18 says, The elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of a humble honorarium, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scriptures say, Do not muscle an ox while it is dreading the grain. And the worker is worthy of his wages. It says, humble honorarium, meaning double honor. He's saying you can honor other people, but when it comes to those who serve in ministering to you the word of God, he's saying you need to give them a double honor. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, it says, since, we, since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, in your gifted speakers, in your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. He's saying, I'm not compelling you to do this, but I want to see how genuine your love is. The pastor's job is to take care of the church. And it's the church's job to take care of its pastors. Amen. That's why Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6 says, The one who is taught the message must share all his good things with the teacher. The one who is taught the message must share all good things with the teacher. Number two, we honor our pastors by defending them. Number one, by supporting them. Number two, by defending them. One of the qualities of a pastor or an elder is um, that he must be of good reputation with the outs outsiders. But apparently, several church leaders were attacking the Apostle Paul. And they, Paul could not stomach this. And then he writes in the book of Second uh, Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14 to 17. In part he says, Alexander, the coppersmith, did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourselves, because he strongly opposed my, our words. At my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so the proclamation might be fully made through me and all the Gentiles might hear. It's very unfortunate that when uh, 
the apostle Paul was being attacked. All the people deserted him. But the Lord stood with him. I pray that that will not happen in this assembly. When they are attacked, whether physical, whether emotional, whether spiritual attacks against your pastors, you will stand with them. Hallelujah. So it is not enough to defend our pastors privately. It is our job to defend them publicly. I have, I have heard, um, I'm sure you have seen many, many uh, pastors who have quit ministry. It is, the statistics are more here than in Africa. But most of them, because they are lonely and because they don't have support from those they minister to. May that never be said of you in this assembly. Number three, we honor our pastors by loving and recognizing them. And that's what you have done today. And I encourage you, I salute you, and I pray that you will continue to do the same. First, Timothy, First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 12 says, Now we ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you. We should endeavor to show appreciation and not just today, not once a year, but we should endeavor to show appreciation on a regular basis. Let us learn to compliment, learn to verbalize when the pastor has preached well, tell him after the service. Hallelujah. Send, a, send him a note to say that word was for me. Even when it, it touched you on a wrong way. You know, sometimes pastor would preach. Sometimes I, I preached the word and then one man went to tell the wife. Why are you always telling the pastor what to what to say. I had no idea what was going on in his, in his life. So sometimes I say, if I am stepping on your toes, it's because your toes are popping out. <laughs> and so we need to express our appreciation for our pastors. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10 says, love each, each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring one another. Take delight. Enjoy it. Don't feel pushed to do it. Enjoy it. Do it with, uh, with joy. Other translation will say, give preference to one another or prefer one another. The trend today is the opposite. We seek honor for ourselves and we don't want to honor others. First, Chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, How to do one another in showing honor. How to do. Hallelujah. I encourage you. I have come all the way from Mombasa, Kenya to tell you how to do one another in showing honor. The expression, it conveys an eagerness to honor others. He's saying, enjoy it. As it were, Fight to be the first one to do it. How to do one another in showing honor. 
many years ago in 1974, there was a, a song writer. His name is John Rostil. May not have been a, a Christian song. But he, he sang and said, if you love me, let me know. If you love me, let me know. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you are different here than where we come from. And I, I'm sure some of you from, uh, from our continent, you can uh, agree with me. That in a, where we come from, men, men struggle to appreciate their wives. They, they never tell them. They love them. One lady was complaining that the husband has not told, told her that he loves her for, for so long. And the man said, I already told her. I told her many years ago. And when I change my mind, I will let her know. It is like what he said many years ago still stands. I'm here to tell you we, what you say today should not suffice for tomorrow. You don't eat once a day. I mean once a month. You eat every day. And so we need to honor each other, honor our pastors, honor our, our, our spiritual cover on a regular basis. So look at your neighbor and tell them for me, if you love your pastor, tell him now. You know why I'm, I'm saying that? Because dead people don't smell flowers. Dead people, whether in America or in Africa, dead people don't smell flowers. So don't wait until somebody has died for you to bring flowers. Because they don't make sense at that time. So let us join today in pouring out our, our love and appreciation for our pastors on this special day. Number four, bless your pastors and in a tangible way and not suppress them. Bless your pastors in a tangible way and not suppress them. I had a story of one time in a church. Uh, it is not a victory. Where the deacon was overheard praying, God, keep our pastor humble and we will keep him poor. The Lord's job is to keep him humble and our job is to keep him poor. Bless your pastors in a tangible way and not suppress them. Because the one who is taught the message must share all his good things with the teacher. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 4, Living Bible says, If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. You know, sometimes wait until when I, when my, when I get a new job, when my allowance are increased, I will do something. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never have anything done. If you can't do it now, even when you get a new job, you can't do it. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7 says, Give to everyone who is owed what is owed them. If taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. 
If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. It is clear that we must share, we must uh, work at it, we must be intentional in showing honor. First Corinthians chapter 9 and 11 and 14 says, Since we have planted spiritual seed among you, are we not entitled to a harvest of physical food or drink? In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. So I challenge you in the name of the Lord, show honor. Purpose to show honor to your pastors on a regular basis. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Anybody who desire that God will prosper you? Ah, you don't want to be, I want to prosper. I want the Lord to bless me. But the Bible is saying, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall be, you shall prosper. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 14, 41 says, He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And who receives a righteous man in the name of righteous man, he shall receive a righteous man's reward. In other words, you don't have to be a prophet to receive a prophet's reward. But if you recognize a prophet because he's a prophet, you will get an equal reward. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? You don't have to occupy the office of a pastor to receive a pastor's reward. If you recognize and honor the one who occupies that office, you shall receive an equal reward from God. So what happens when we honor our pastors? What happens? Number one, it will be well with you. I have come here to announce to you that it shall be well with you. That whatever you place your hands to do, it will prosper because you have practiced honor. Because the Bible says, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you. And you will have a long life here on earth. It will be well with you. You will be successful. You will overcome. You will thrive. You will flourish. You will multiply. You will recover when, even when things go wrong. You will prosper. You will develop. You will win and get ahead. Number two, you will live long. With all the many diseases, including COVID, that has just passed, we are afraid how, how long we are going to live. The Bible says that if we honor our spiritual fathers, our, our biological fathers, you will live long. When you honor your father, you will overcome diseases that shorten people's lives. You will continue in spite of danger. You will endure many difficulties. You will stay alive even when people predict your death. I want to say this, brethren, that one of the sure ways to shorten your life is to dishonor your father and mother. Look around carefully and you will see people's lives 
that have been shortened because they never obeyed their parents. Please hear this African. God does not give any qualifications that the father must first of all be qualified for you to honor him. No. He doesn't have to be one who behaves well so that you can, you can honor him. He says honor him because he is a father. Hallelujah. Number three, you will maintain a clear vision of your life and ministry. When you honor those over you, your spiritual cover, you will maintain a clear vision for your life and ministry. Listen to this verse. I don't know whether you have ever seen it. It's in the book of Proverbs 30 and verse 17. It says, the eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instructions will be plucked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. This is a very scary verse. That if you mock and despite your mother's instruction, your eyes will be blacked out. Can you imagine having people walking around with their eyes are blacked out? This might sound physical, but I tell you what, without vision, people perish. There is no way you can prosper, you can move ahead without vision. Vision comes from God. The Bible is saying that if we don't own our spiritual authority, we may be walking around spiritually blind. And we don't know where we are headed. And somebody said, if you don't know where you are going, you won't know when you have arrived. You keep on go doing the same thing. You should have changed long time away doing something else. But because you didn't know where you are going, you keep on going blindly. Number four we will receive the same blessing as the one we honor. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41 says, anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's word. He will receive a prophet's word. And number five, we will experience miraculous breakthroughs in our lives. You will never receive what you are not willing to give. You can receive a breakthrough if you start honoring the people that God has placed over you. Lack of belief and honor kept Jesus from doing miracles in his own, own town. Let me say this to you as a pastor. I have realized that many congregations, they honor the visiting preacher than their own pastor. I have seen when when a, a preacher comes from another country to our church and uh, he has preached and he calls people to come forward for prayer. And then we ask all our pastors to come to the front so that they can line up people to pray for them. I have noticed that our own people avoid their own pastors. They think the one, the new one who has come has more anointing. Let me tell you, the anointing of God over your life is over your spiritual cover. I will come here today and preach I go away. But the responsibility of covering you remains with your pastor. 
If you are going to be blessed, I have seen so many people all over the world sending their tithes to televangelists. I'm not talking about people here. I'm talking about the people who I, I pastor who give me problems. They give to televangelists. And I wonder if you are sick, would a televangelist come to visit you in hospital? If you die, will a televangelist come to bury you? If your daughter wants to get married, will a televangelist come out of the television and then officiate your, your daughter's wedding? No. So showing honor can facilitate the breakthrough or breakthrough in every barrenness in your life. Remember the one time there was a there was a prophet who was passing by and there was an old lady, a widow, who built a, a room for the prophet. And then when the prophet came, he had a prophet's chamber. And then the prophet asked this lady, what do you need? He realized that he never had a child. And because he honored the prophet, the Lord blessed him with a, her with a son. Showing honor can facilitate breakthroughs in every kind of barrenness in your life. And I pray today through the covering of your spiritual cover that every barrenness in your life will be broken. In Jesus' name. Every unfruitfulness in your life be broken today because you have honored your pastors in the name of Jesus. Let me finish with this. There was a, a young boy by the name of Johnny. This boy used to go shopping with his mother. Every time they go shopping with the mother, it was long, long many years ago when there were no Walmart, there were no big supermarkets. It's the, where the shopkeeper stays inside the shop and you go to the counter and the shopkeeper gives you what you want. And then you pay, you go away. Those many years ago, the shopkeepers were generous, not like today. They used to have bottles or uh, containers, transparent containers full of candy. Remember, how many of you remember those years? When those had so many candies in, a, in a open bottles. And so after the mother had done all the shopping, the shop, shopkeeper would tell the little Johnny, Johnny, take some candy. And the boy, Johnny said, and so the shopkeeper would take his big hand, scoop some candy, and give it to Johnny. And Johnny has to take his two hands to receive what the shopkeeper has given. So they went home. The next time when they came, the same story. Johnny takes some candy. And Johnny said, and then the shopkeeper will scoop some candy and give it. Johnny Chen will take his uh, two hands. And then one time as they were walking home, the mother asked John, my son John, why is it that every time the shopkeeper asks you to take candy, you refuse? Then he said, you know what, ma'am? The shopkeeper's hand is bigger than my hand. Brethren, I want you to know this. God's hand is bigger than your hand. So you do your part. And our God 
will do his part. I pray today on this Sunday as we honor these great men and women of God. May God in, in, in return break every barrenness in your life in the name of Jesus. May he give you breakthroughs that you never expected in your life in the name of Jesus. Because you can never outgive God. Amen. Amen. Pastor, would you come?